0: Hey, beautiful people. It's your girl, your friend. What's up, family? It's Alice Marius from ProtectYourGlow.com. I am back with another episode for the new 2017 calendar year. Uh, Right now, it's actually 6.32 a.m. in the morning. And normally, my body wakes up at about 5 a.m. I don't know. It's always been that way with me. I have a hard time... Uh, waking up after the sunrise is usually before the sunrise. So, and I found myself reading my new book titled um, Friendships Don't Just Happen by Shasta Nelson, and it just struck a chord with me. While reading it, I was like, I need to make a new podcast just to talk about, you know, my sharing my own experiences of dealing with failed friendships, how I made new ones, and what I learned from those experiences. Also, I want to intertwine that with. Highlighting why it's important to give more of your love and time, especially during this time of year, than it is to receive, because you know, for many of us, uh, the holidays are usually a tough. Usually, the holidays are usually tough. Um, They bring on, you know, holiday blues, and also with me just having to recently experience the loss of my father on Black Friday, and now I've joined the strong group of the fatherless. Thank you guys so much for pressing play today. I really appreciate that. I wanted to wish you all a a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If I didn't do that already, I pray blessings, peace, love, and prosperity on your life for the upcoming New Year. Uh, But this morning or today, I really wanted to just talk to you guys for a little bit about um, friendships. Uh, While reading this book... And it's an awesome book. I do recommend that you guys check it out. Once again, it's called Friendships Don't Just Happen by Shasta Nelson. I found that book while listening to a podcast recorded by Miley Teal um, for her 2017 book recommendations. And that's uh, one of the books that her friend Tony recommended. And I was like, I, I gotta read this book. And I just got done actually finishing up a book titled Grieving the Loss of a Father by Harold Ivan Smith, which is also an awesome, awesome book, you guys, for anyone that may be uh, experiencing the loss of a parent, mother or father, for the first time, or if you've already experienced, had that experience and maybe you're trying to put things into perspective or wondering if you're the only one that feels the way you feel. I want to let you know you're not alone. There are many of us, thousands of us, that uh feel that grief and share the same experiences in different ways. And that book really helped to highlight um, or put my feelings into perspective. And um, basically it just also helped me to understand grieving um, a little clearer and how it's not the same for everybody and it's not something that goes away in one day. That's something I, that pain I, For me, it seems that uh, even though your life goes on, but that memory and those feelings, um, they come at different times. And, of course, you know, it's new to me. It's new to me. Um, For those of you who don't know, I just uh, buried my father uh, last week, Saturday, the 17th. Today's the 22nd. I'm recording these podcasts in December, but I will be uploading them in January for you guys to listen to. but I wanted to just get some of them out of the way. While I had some free time with not working um, a few days this week and also having a few guests over, I just wanted to make some times to just, uh, you know, chat with you guys and just thank you all so much for your support. But yeah, back to um my father. Just so you, if you guys didn't know, yeah, I buried my daddy on... Well, we buried our father on Saturday the 17th and it was definitely... um. A wonderful going away celebration for him. Um, Surprisingly, I didn't cry at the funeral. Um, And then my other three siblings, we all share the same mom and same dad. um, They didn't cry as well, which I found my strength through them. Um, But of course, the older siblings, um, my, my dad's first set of children, my sisters, they've they were mourning unrightfully, so um but yeah surprisingly um I, my father for some reason, somehow I found strength through his uh through his going away party because uh he was such a resilient man, he was such a a fearless man, and i, I think he uh, was looking down from heaven sprinkling sprinkling a bit of that strength on on each one of us in different ways. So I thank God for that, um, that we were able to uh, give him the honor that he so rightfully deserved. And like I told you guys before, it's not that I had a really close relationship with my dad. It's not like um, I didn't talk to my father every day. I didn't see him every day. Um, But I respected and loved my dad. And when he called me, I was there. Um, He really taught me how to be. If y'all see me... Being such, you know, people look at me and like, "Oh my God, you're so, you're so fierce, Alice. You're so fierce." Uh <laughs> that took a lot of work, took a lot of therapy, took a lot of, um, you know, going back and forth with myself because I'm my biggest critic. I'm my worst enemy. I am harder on myself than anybody uh, because I really strive for excellence in everything that I do. Um, but a lot of the uh, strongness or a lot of the quote-unquote fierceness um, comes from having a father like I did and having a mama like like I do. Uh, They really instilled in us and me the the tools that we needed to take life head-on and to um, approach things from a God perspective and not a fear perspective. So um, that's that, but... What I want to talk to you guys today really was about friendships because, and holiday blues. But while I was reading this book, I was like, wow. Some of the things you were saying about how, you know, we put so much emphasis as a society on, uh, you know, we have advertisement for seeking the best partner uh, or best mate, you know, you got match dot com people black people meat dot com and all these other farmers dot com whatever it's called uh you have emphasis on uh, us taking care of our bodies we have infomercial multi-billion dollar companies um telling us how to lose weight and how to stay healthy um but nobody really talks about the uh seeking friends or seeking that solid friendship. And the book goes on to talk about how uh, statistics shows, and some of the research that she did, shows that um, having healthy, real, authentic friendships is almost the equivalent of having good health. Because healthy friendships um, allows a person, whether you're professional, whether you're... um, a mom, dad, whatever, child, um, student. It allows you to feel some sort of acceptance and some sort of... It gives you that push and that unity that you need to conquer what you need to conquer because you know you have a group of women or men that are, are by you no matter what and it's going to give you that push that you need. So um, having good friends... And making time for those friends and reaching out to those friends are as healthy and as important as uh, working out. Or it's important as um, having a a strong or good partner. Or even if you're single, it's important as just loving yourself. Um, But a lot of us don't put emphasis on that. And I know for me personally, I really had a hard time or I struggled with... Uh, making friends. Because, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but growing up, my friends were my siblings. My little sister, my twin brother, and my big brother Jonas. That's the friends my um, my parents gave me. I didn't really, even in school, I I, I mean, I had classmates and the people you play on the playground with or whatever, recess, but the people that that knew me uh, inside out, the people that I would tell my secrets to, the people that I I would play with on the playground, uh, we would play baseball together, do life together, and we're still doing life together, um, is my siblings. That's who my friends were. So um, growing up, I, I noticed that I lacked in that area. I mean, I thrived academically because I love school. Um, I love a challenge, so school was my thing, and even at work, I always try to put my best foot forward. I didn't have a problem excelling at work. but when it and I didn't have a problem, maybe having boyfriends or now having a husband, those were not really issues for me um but for some reason. I had a hard time making and keeping friends. And I think a part of that had to do with me not trusting people very much. And that trust came from things that happened to me in my childhood. Like I mentioned to you guys, if you go through my archives and uh, some of my podcasts, I talked about how as an 8-year-old, I was molested. Um, by a family member. And so that crushed my trust for anybody. I refused to trust anybody, especially family. Um, now that's better. Of course, my trust is better with family, uh, because, and friends because of therapy and because of talking about it, I've found some healing. But before then, uh, you know, let's go back to when I was maybe about, um, in my teenage years, I mean, I had a hard time just trusting people because I didn't know, like, what they had in store for me, you know. Um, And growing up in high school, yeah, I made friends. I hung out with some girls. And even in college, I think I I went to a local community college here where I had a scholarship for. And I figured, okay, I, I tried applying to Florida Atlantic University. I think it's in Boca. I tried to I applied there. I got accepted, but then when I found out that I had a scholarship for 4 years to attend a local community college here, I was like, "Yo, why would I want to pay for a four year out of town uh um degree when I could just go to college for free?" So I did that. Um I got some people that made fun of me like, "Oh, you're going to a local community college and all this stuff." You know, that was that, that back in high school. Um, I had some people that were making fun of me. But hey, anyway, that was stupid. That was just them being, you know, immature. Um, but I'm like, who don't have a college loan now? Yeah, I thought so. You know, so I did that. But even in college, I I made like one friend, I think. This Hispanic girl. And I don't think she was really my friend. She was just somebody that I used to kick it with in, um, in college. And she was as smart um, as I was and equally loved a challenge like I did so I fed off of her energy you know um and I did that and even then I ha- I had this thing where I was like I would act I mean I would ask myself like what is wrong with me why can't I make and keep friends I mean there's I still have people that I talk to that I that I've been talking to since um my teenage years But for me, I take that friendship title so seriously that I don't just throw it to anybody. Um, But I realized the reason why I had a problem with trusting people. I had a problem with really thinking that somebody really cared about me. Um, That might have to do with the way I portrayed myself at that time. And so it took me a while because... Uh, I was one of those people. I used to, I tell my sister, my little sister, I was like, man, I, I used to envy my little sister because she would make these group of of awesome friends, you know, that that were there for her and they uplift her. Uh, she made a few in college and throughout her life, and I was like, how is it that she's it's so easy for her to make these friends and keep them, and it's so hard for me to even keep one, you know. And I told her that I I envied her for that because I really did long to have that kind of relationship with women, especially women, because I, honestly, you guys, I have an insatiable love for strong women, especially women of color. I, like, I just love me a confident black woman that just knows her stuff and is not afraid to to show her fierceness, not afraid to speak her mind and not afraid to love and not afraid to be great. I have an insatiable connection to these women, either virtually or in person. I just love it, you know? And I was like, man, that's the kind of friend I want to be. I want to be that friend that just, you know, will have your back. I want to be that friend that... Um, is always there for you. I want to be two women, what no one was to me, or what I felt nobody was to me, you know. And so that's what I desired. But there was still a part of me was like, is there something wrong with me? It was so bad, you guys. My sister laughs at me when I tell her this, but I there was a point in my life where I desired friends so much, where I wanted to have real friends so bad that. I was, like, desperate. I would see somebody at a cafe, or I would go to the mall and see women. I'd be like, I wonder if this person would be my friend. It sounds really—I know it sounds really crazy. It sounds bad. But that's where I was at that point in my life. And then when somebody come up to me and talk to me and say hi, or they're nice to me, and I'm like, I wonder if we could—in my head, I mean, I don't show this, but in my head, I'm thinking— I wonder if we can be lifelong friends. I wonder if she would be my friend. It was so bad. I mean, I was so desperate. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, So desperate to the point where (laughs) I used to go online and I would like find out like how to make friends, how to talk to people, how to talk to you know a group of women. It was it was bad, y'all. It was I, I I was yeah I was borderline if not. Seriously desperate to have friends. But I can say now uh, through reading a lot of different books and understanding me, understanding who I am as a person, as a woman, um, it has helped me to shape my my thinking and to, in order for people to trust me. I need to trust them, and I had to learn that it works both ways. I couldn't only receive, I had to give as well, you know? And I feel like friendship, love, anything, any relationship, is should not be a one-way street. Um, they say it's always better to give than to receive, and I believe that it's true. You feel, you feel a lot differently when you give, when you give in the purest form, when you give from your heart, and when you give with love. But at the same time, who wants to keep giving, giving, and not receiving? As a human being, you will feel depleted. You will feel um, uh, burnt out. But I was talking to my husband about that earlier. Uh, and he was like, um, he understood what I was saying. But it is better to um, give than to receive. Because he says that that joy you feel from giving will become an overflow. And if you, even if you don't get it from the person you you gave it to, you will get it through somebody else. And I and I truly believe that, that that's, that's true. But, yeah, I said all that to say um, friendship, it's so important to have a real, authentic friendship. And I thank God now that I can say after going through therapy and just talking about, um, you know, what bothered me and, and trying to understand myself a little bit more and not holding on to my past and not making excuses for what happened to me and not using it as a crutch to not move on uh i've learned that um i really had some really great friendships in front of me i just didn't know how to uh hone them and i i didn't know how to work them and i didn't know how to grow them and through through patience and through research and through talking i've i've learned that these friendships were here all along It just took me putting in some effort to not rely on the other person to reach out to me. It took me reaching out to them, whether through text, through a gift, through a letter. Um, It took me doing that to um, realize that I do have a group of wonderful women in my life. Um, And even so, I had a friend that, well, she's she's still my friend. I, I had a friend that I have a friend that I lost contact with for a few years and just recently, well not recently, I think maybe it's been a few months now or maybe been a few months or a year that I recently got in contact with her through Facebook and we just kind of like just, it felt like we were, we've always been talking I kind of like lost contact with her for Maybe three or four years to the point where uh, it was like I found her on Facebook and I'm like, what? She's married now? She has a baby? Wait, 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 when did all this happen? And it was just so good to reconnect with her. And and every time I talked to her, I always learned something. And she's such an intelligent and, a, and a strong person. Um, and so we kicked off and just kept on going right where we left off. Like we didn't even miss a beat because... Um, is someone that I knew from childhood, actually not childhood, but someone I I, I knew from uh, my teenage years and high school years, and it's just so awesome to see how our friendship has blossomed um, and how it's still growing. And so you know, sometimes you have those people in your life that uh, will are there for you. Maybe time or maybe you know life's busyness, and it's okay to realize that people do change, and it's okay for them to change as long as they're changing for the better. Um, and that, it, that everybody that you, you knew growing up, necessarily, you won't take them all the way through your life with you. And that's okay, because I feel like we are all just passengers in this life. Uh, we're passing through, and it's okay for us to make those new friends. And I had a, a, a hard time with the, you know, I was um Team Drake, no new friends. I was that for a long time. And I realized... No, it's, it's healthy to make new friends. It's it's it's, it's always a, a wonderful process to learn about somebody new and to grow because you don't know how you can help that person. And, it, and in turn, you don't know how they can help you. So don't shy away from making new friends, um, but also cherish and love the ones that you've had for a very long time because a good girlfriend, man, is definitely... Uh, Food for the soul, a good girlfriend can loves you on your um worst day, and loves you on your best day. Uh, a good girlfriend will be there for you no matter what, even if she doesn't communicate with you daily, uh, she will be there for you in your time of need. A good girlfriend never forgets. A good girlfriend is not jealous. A good girlfriend is true to herself, and a good girlfriend wants to see you win. And doesn't mind having you shine all by yourself without any envy or jealousy. A good girlfriend uh, will always tell you the truth. A good friend will always um, help you to be better than uh, what you are now. So don't shy away from making you friends. And also um, put some f- water Help grow the ones that you have now. And also I wanted to talk about, you know, the holiday blues. Like I mentioned before, a lot of us um, for this time of year, especially around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's a sad time. And I know some people personally that have a hard time with these holidays because this is a time of year where they've lost somebody, whether parents, friends, family. And I realize that 2016 has been a an awesome year, but at the same time it's been a, a tough year because... I've known so many people that have lost somebody this year, me included. And so you look back, and, and as I reflect on 2016, I thank God for the lessons that I've learned in 2016. I thank Him for the the experiences, the travels, the people that I've met along the way. And I definitely plan on taking everything that I learned in 2016 into 2017. Um, and I know that uh, some of us, have a hard time hearing Christmas carols, have a hard time hearing, I know personally someone that has a hard time uh, with even hearing Christmas music around this time of year because it brings back so much memories of her father playing Santa Claus. It brings back so much memories of her deceased father um, bringing in presents. So she every time she hears that, she turns off the radio. And and, and for me, it's, it's sad uh, because I don't think Her father would want her to live that way. Um, I think he would want her to be happy and enjoy her grandkids around this time. Um, And to live, you know. And even me, I find myself... Like yesterday, man. Before work, I woke up around 5.30. And... I just started thinking about my dad. And... I look at my phone, it was about like yeah, it was about five thirty. And my father used to when he wants me to do something for him, if he says, you know, Alice, I need you to call the doctor or I need you to look at this medication or if whatever he wanted me to do for him, he would be like my human alarm. He would call me early in the morning. He did, my dad didn't care what time it was really. He was like, If I'm up, everybody up. He's like, if he he's not he felt like if he wasn't sleeping, everybody wasn't sleeping. He had no idea that Dad. It's just six thirty in the morning. We, we. I'm still in my pajamas, but you know that was him. So he would call and just to remind me to, you know, Alice. I just want to call you to remind you, you made that appointment for me. And it's like Dad, we just spoke yesterday. Like I got you. Like I'm not gonna forget. But you know, he just had to remind me to to keep calling. And so I looked at my phone and I was like, it was about. And I was like, wow, Dad. Uh, and i actually i was reading a, i was finishing up my book grieving, grieving the loss of a father uh, and it was i figured it would be best to finish it while everybody was sleeping while uh the kids were still in bed and nobody woke up so i was on the couch reading my book and when i got done i found myself um going outside and i and i don't know something about experiencing the loss of somebody now, to me, the skies look so different. I mean, I used to look at the clouds before I lost anybody. And this is my first time losing somebody really close to me, losing somebody that I love. I've gone to ample funerals, but never the loss of a family member that I've been that close to. A parent, actually. And so, for me, looking up at the skies is so different now. They're not just blue skies. I wonder, to myself, you know, is my dad up there uh, smiling at me with that big old smile he has? Is he is he up there, uh, you know just talking the angels' ears off. My dad was a talker, man. He loved to talk. Um, You know, I wonder about that. And then so I found myself going outside, and I looked up at the sky, and I was, like, you know, talking to my father. Uh, For somebody that's looking on would think I'm crazy, because, like, what is this lady doing in a robe outside talking? I don't even see who she's talking to. You know, that's what I was doing. And so I looked up at the sky, and I was talking to my dad, and, you know, I was like, you know, you used to always call me around this time uh, just to do things for you. And I used to look at my phone, and I'd be like, man, Dad always, Dad don't sleep. He always calling. And I would just hit the ignore button, you know. I would be like, ah, I'll call him later, you know. For me, it was like he was bothering me. But then I was like, man, wouldn't it be awesome to get that phone call one last time, you know. And I was, like, t- telling him, wow, Dad. And I started crying, really. And I'm not saying this to make y'all sad. And I'm not going to cry in this podcast. But I'm just trying to share with you guys, you know, a little bit of my experiences of what I've been going through lately. Um, and then I started crying as I was talking, crying and talking. And it just goes to show the little things that you take for granted sometimes, you know. Those annoying phone calls that you don't like to pick up. Um the text messages you don't like to reply to, the times where you like, you don't have time, you don't have time, you don't have time, you're too busy to even visit that person. Or life has, you know, life has beat you up where your schedule is overwhelmed, you're working, you're going to school, whatever, picking up the kids, or you're whatever it is that you're busy doing, you think you don't have time. But it's like, for me, It wasn't until I lost somebody that I realized how important time was. And I realized how every second of your life counts, man. It's like, stop worrying about what people say. Stop worrying about trying to live up to other people's expectations. Stop worrying about um, fearing stuff, man. Um, And I think fear is something that we make up in our minds, I don't think fear is real and I have to remind myself that every time I get scared I'm like Alice fear is just an illusion like Will Smith said fear is something that we make up in our minds danger is real but fear is not real and that is so true you know it's these excuses that we come up with to not do what we need to do and uh, I would encourage anybody out there that just feels like you're losing hope anybody that's feeling depressed around this time anybody that's feeling like uh, you can't go on or anybody that's feeling like um, you can't forgive, you know, unforgiveness, too. That's a another poison. Anybody that's feeling like you somebody owes you something. It's like let, let all that go, because I tell you guys, man, just watching my daddy lay in that casket. It if anybody out there that has experienced a funeral or has experienced a death of a loved one or a friend or whatever, Or even a foe experiencing the death of an enemy. Whatever the cause may be. uh, Just watching that. It does something to you. It does something to me. It makes me realize what is so not important. Because one day that's where we all are going to be. Whether we like it or not. We all have a set date. To leave this earth. And if you don't do something about the time that you have now, if you don't make something out of your life, if you don't get off your butt and go out there and do what it is you want to do with your life, if you don't go out there and and, and achieve that gold That goal that you're trying to achieve, if you're waiting for somebody to to give you some sort of a permission slip or if you're waiting for somebody to give you the okay or wave that flag and tell you it's all right, now you can begin. You're wasting your time. You need to do what you need to do and you need to do it now. Okay? And yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, you're going to look stupid. Yes, you're going to fail. And yes, you you will succeed. But you're going to have to go through that process in order to get to where you're going. And stop letting the fear of the naysayers stop you from doing what you need to do. Uh, I sound like I'm preaching now, but I just feel like somebody needs to, to to hear that, you know. Um, somebody needs to hear that. And what I find myself doing when I feel a little down, especially now that I'm trying to, you know, cope with grieving, um, I, I find myself reading a lot, I'm talking to family a lot. I'm trying to, you know, stay in a positive space and trying to laugh. Uh, even at work, sometimes it's hard for me to work, but I'm so blessed to have bosses that understand, um, and not just look at me as a machine, but they look at me as a human being, and that that helps me too to function. And having such a supportive spouse and family, and, and um, just just the overwhelming um, amount of love that you guys have shown me, I can't even put it into words how thankful I am for you guys and how how blessed I am to um, to took how blessed I am that I took that leap. Of faith and starting my blog, not knowing what the heck I was doing, still not knowing what I'm doing. But I, I, I made it a point to follow through and uh, create a space for people like me that don't have a voice. Create a space for people like me mean that feel awkward, for the church girls out there that that feel awkward, and for the ones that love God and for the ones that that uh, are are trying to figure things out in life. I created that space for people that, um, for women that felt the need to um, maybe be looked at as an outsider. For, for women that, that fought with insecurities, I created that space for women just like me, who, navigating, who are just navigating through life, uh, trying to live the, their best life now. And I'm so happy that you guys uh, took the time to support me with that and to uh, believe in this dream that I have of reaching one woman at a time. Uh, through style and through inspiration, and I thank you guys so much for that, and that's what I wanted to leave with you all today. Um, another thing I wanted to leave is a quote from the book I'm reading: "Friendships don't just happen" by Shasta Nelson. Uh, it's a part of the book where she talks about open hands. How that's her her mantra in life. She she tells you know anybody that knows her knows that she always talks about how you have to have an open hand. And one of the quotes from the book that I found. Excuse me, to be inspiring. Maybe somebody else can learn from this. Excuse me. Uh, She said, I'll leave you all with that. She said, quote, "Uh, Open hands remind me that if I give the gifts of goodness, the freedom to land in my life, then those gifts have that same freedom to fly away in their own time. I can't not control one and then try to control the other. An airport cannot choose to only accept arrivals and not departures. There are valid times for travel in both directions. I cannot force people to stay here longer any more than I can force them to stand still. I cannot manipulate, coerce, charm, or trap gifts into lasting forever. End of quote. So I leave you all with that. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you and I'll talk to you soon.